careful up here. I'm used to, our platform is low. And I'm used to stepping off. Well, I might get step off tonight, but y'all pick me up if I do. Amen? I tell you what, I come here tonight expecting to receive a blessing. How many of you did? You better be careful. You didn't. You liable to get one anyway, whether you want it or not. Praise God. Can I tell you something? How are you doing? How's everybody doing? I'm a blessed man. Does it show? Woo, hallelujah. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Tonight, church, I got one thing to say before I start. God is good. All the time. Thank you. That says it all. Tonight, the I want to, uh, the Lord's gave me a message, and I want to talk about what we need in our world today. We need a New Testament church. Oh, preacher, oh, you, you're getting done meddling here before you can start. But if you got your Bibles tonight, I'll ask you please turn to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Begin with verse 41 and going through verse 47. I'll ask you to stand please in reverence of reading of God's word. Acts chapter 2, begin with verse 41 and going through verse 47. Then they that glad received his word were baptized, and the same were added to them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued in daily, I want you to look at that, daily, not weekly, not monthly, but they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Father God, we bind your presence tonight. Lord, we come here tonight, Father. Pray that the Holy Spirit will be here. He'll be welcome in this place. Realizing tonight, God, that we can't do anything without you. But all things is possible, Father. And Father, I just pray you'll keep your anointing upon me tonight, Lord. Lord, just help me, Lord, to say things and do things that's only pleasing in thy sight. And Lord, I, I thank you for the reading of your word. <coughs> Ask your blessings upon it. Father, I pray for each and every one that's come this way tonight. I pray should there be one here tonight that does know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Father, tonight will be the night of their salvation. Lord, I pray that when we all leave here tonight, we'll say it was good to be in the house of the Lord. Forgive me, Father, where I failed you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What a, I've been been taking therapy, and uh, this lady was up there, and uh, she said she was asked where the church was at, and said uh, she wanted to come. She'd been able to come out there, and she said, "My husband is a Pentecostal." 
I said, ma'am, I'm a Bible coster. Amen. But let me tell you, why? Today's church, why does it have so little impact? We've lost it. We've lost our impact. We've lost, you know, the problem is tonight, we got too many spectators. Woo! We got too many people that Sunday visitors. I'm a, I heard a lady tell me, when, I'm a one day a week Christian. Let me tell you, my Bible says to take up your cross daily and follow him. We, we have lost. We don't have the impact that we had uh, before. There, there's too many people that concern about the public image. Well, preacher, I ain't going down to that church. They crazy. They get to shouting. They get to praising the Lord. Man, they get to moving. To, they call it the Holy Spirit. I don't know what it is. Well, honey, if you don't know what it is, let me invite you to know him tonight. Praise God. They, they, you know what the problem? We're more interested in the methods of presenting the word than the message itself. Oh, well, now, preacher, you get up there and you, you got to do this. You know, you, you got to go through this. Let me tell you something, honey. I believe letting Holy Spirit lead. You hear tonight, you maybe ain't never shouted in your life. Well, you might want to tonight. Oh, I remember the first time I heard somebody shout, it scared me to death. Woo, hallelujah. But they're, they're, we're too concerned about the public image. My Bible tells me tonight that don't worry about pleasing man, but worry about pleasing him. Honey, we have lost that. We, we're more worried about, you know, and I guess y'all notice, I don't have no suit and tie on tonight. I think the rest of the preachers aren't either. But I'm going to tell you something. If you will show me in God's word where it said you got to wear a suit and a tie. Man, let me tell you something. I wore mine many times. My wife comes to me, you look slouchy. I reach up there and unloose that sucker. I said, man, it's choking me. I got to get it loose. We are more interested in the image. We're not concerned for lost people like we ought to be. Hmm? We're our own little world. You know, we, we got our own, own thing here. But can I tell you tonight, there's a world of people out there that is lost and going to a devil's hell. And if we don't tell them about it, who is if we don't serve Jesus Christ? Oh, wait a minute. That, that's their church. They got more members over there than we got. Each one of us. huh? It don't matter if you got one... One, ten, a hundred, or a thousand. It don't, anything. The new, the new church was dynamic. I've been told, preacher, you're going to burn out. Let me tell you something. I'd rather burn out rust out. Ah, oh, been doing it 40 years. I ain't burn out yet. I've been told, preacher, you got too much wildfire. Honey, I'd rather have a little fire than no fire at all. 
Praise God. That, our churches today, we, have, we should be dynamic. But I want us to look tonight and see what was different about the New Testament church. The church that we read about here in Acts. First of all, we look at their efforts for evangelism. Oh, we, we, don't, we don't hear that anymore. We don't hear about evangelism. Man, you talking about evangelism? 3,000 souls was one day, praise God. If I was to get three, man, I'd be on shouting ground. Woo, hallelujah. We're churches today. We give annual report, okay? Well, we didn't have no baptisms, but we didn't gain anybody, but we didn't lose anybody, so we happy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Y'all going to run me out before I get back. I love the Lord tonight, folks. And I get excited, and I don't apologize for it. I guarantee you, when my son was playing football, come on, come on. they knowed I was in the stands. Amen. My son would run down that field. He would score a touchdown. I'd jump up and say, that's my son. Why can't we go out into the world and say, that's my Jesus? Are we ashamed? Jesus wasn't ashamed of us. Sometimes we get ashamed. But listen, you, I'm talking about that we say that there's not many of My Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, praying God that I will be in the midst. There was 120 believers here and there was 3,000 souls saved, praying God. Oh, preacher, that was back then. I don't know about y'all. I serve the same Lord day, sir. Huh? We forget that sometimes. 120 believers. Why? What was they doing? They were doing what the Lord commanded them to do. They was witnessing. Huh? They was witnessing. I tell somebody, y'all know I lived in the TC. I went back about I'm back in Tennessee. Lord, gonna let me settle down one day. But I'm gonna tell you something. I tell people, you know, I'm in bad shape. They said, why? I said, Alabama don't want me. Tennessee won't have me. I'm in bad shape. But look, they was witnessing. Well, now, preacher, where does it tell me in the Bible that we're supposed to witness? I'm glad you asked that. Because Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall, uh, excuse me, but ye shall receive. After the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost is come upon you, ye shall witness unto me both in Jerusalem, uh-huh, that's Tennessee, praise God, and in Judea, that's Alabama, and Judea, we don't know what that is, but it's everywhere, okay? We are to be a witness for him to the uttermost part of the earth. Evangelism today is forgotten. Evangelism, it's forgotten. You don't hear about it anymore. You don't hear about, you know, going out 
spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. There's not many people that win souls to Jesus. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute, preacher. That's your job. Preacher, that's a deacon's job. Preacher, that's a Sunday school teacher's job. I got news for you tonight. It's your job, praise God. He called all of us to be a witness for him. He calls us to serve, not to sit down. See, I'm afraid tonight that, that we have gotten in our comfort zone and we're too comforting. What does the world need tonight? The world needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what the world needs. You know, we, we, we got the thing that it needs uh, other things. But my Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, it says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which also I received. Hallelujah! Woo! That'll make it. How that Christ died for our sins. Mm. Oh, praise he, he died for me. Somebody like me? Absolutely. Honey, he had to love you if he can love somebody like me. I'm telling you what tonight. I'm glad that he loves me. I'm glad that he died for me. And I'm glad, according to the scriptures, hallelujah, we just had Easter, that he was buried. And he arose again. Praise God. Death couldn't hold him. I praise God. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't serving some old dead God. I ain't serving some old stature over here. I ain't serving it, but I'm serving a risen Savior. I'm serving a Savior that's sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me and you tonight. Woo! That's who I serve. If you're not serving him, honey, you're on the wrong page. Get the book. Get on the right page, man. He died for us. He rose again. We need to respond to the need. We need to respond that the world needs the gospel. The world don't need more shopping centers. The world don't need more sports stadiums. The world don't need all the things that the world's already got to offer, but the world needs Jesus Christ. They need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you talking about, preacher? Mm. Oh. But that's what we need. We, we need, and one thing for sure we don't need tonight is more eating places. Come on now, do we? We don't need it, honey. We need Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, we don't have to be worried about eating places and all this. What we need to be concerned about is this. Is my name written down in the Lamb's book of life? Am I going to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ or am I going to reject him and spend in a devil's hell? Don't get me on that. But let me tell you, it's going to be bad. 
We need the Word. They come together in worship. Wonderful worship. Worship. That's what we come here for tonight. Amen. If you're coming here for if you're coming here for another reason tonight, you're missing the boat. But the Bible says that they continued steadfastly. What does steadfastly mean? It means they continued, they was committed to it. They need to be committed. We need more committed Christians in the world today. Sometimes, you know, we shouldn't have to go around and have a big time that line up saying Christian. We shouldn't have to wear a sign on earth. Can I tell you tonight? We need to, you know, there's something more to just saying you're a Christian. Being a Christian means Christ like. Amen. We got to walk the walk. We got to talk the talk, honey. Oh, no, preacher, we don't have to. We got to remain steadfast. We look at this and, and we see that back then these apostles were loving the people of God. Amen. See, today I'm afraid. And say we, we got our little churches or our big churches, whatever. Man, we love them, but what about our other brothers and sisters over here? Amen. We, we all brothers and sisters in Christ. And honey, let me tell you, if we can't get along here, how are we going to get along up there? Man, well, they don't worship like we do. We don't all worship alike. But I'm telling you, when I'm talking about worship, you worship as the Holy Spirit leads you. He is not the author of confusion. If he tells you to get up and say praise the Lord, I don't care if I'm starting in the middle of wherever I'm at. You get up and praise the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, you want, you want to get me fired up, give me a few amens. It's like telling that dog, get him, boy. And studying the Word of God. Y'all ever seen somebody that thinks they know everything? If you don't believe it, just ask them. They'll let you know right quick, honey. They, they know everything it is to know about everything. But I'm telling you tonight, my Bible says study to show yourself approved. That's telling me that we ain't going to know it all. But brother, one day that we will. We're supposed to study. The more we study, the closer we get to God. A lot of people take their Bibles home on Sunday and puts them on the table. Don't pick them up no more than the next Sunday. Sir? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all got quiet. How are we going to know what God wants us to do if we don't read His Word and we don't pray about it? I don't know how y'all feel about President Donald Trump. But I'm going to tell you something. When I get up in the morning and I pray, I pray for that man. I pray, Lord, not only the president, but the leaders of our country, let them go back and seek your will before they make any decision. 
And folks, I'm going to tell you something. We got some laws that pass, and they say, you got to obey them. I may have to obey them, but that don't make them right. Anything contrary to the word of God is not right. It's no, it's cut and dry. It's there. You can argue all you want to. You can argue with a preacher. You can argue with anybody you want to. You can't argue with God. I promise you, you're going to lose every time. I've been there and done that. They, they went on in, in sharing the task that God gave them to do. We got a task, folks. Each and every one of us has got a task each and every day that we get up. Pastor Church, one time later, said, Well, you know, I work 40 hours a week. I don't have time to come to church on Wednesday night. She did that task of going to that work. But what about the task of winning souls and sharing the gospel with a lost and dying world? What about that task? They continued. They continued in lifting up their prayers to God. Y'all here tonight, you got children? How do y'all feel? How would you feel if your child never communicated with you, never spoke to you, never said a word to you until they come to you and they wanted something? That's the way we as God's people are sometimes. We, we neglect until we need something. First thing comes out of our mouth is, Lord, help me. Let me tell you something. We need to communicate with God on a daily basis. And don't make excuse. I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk, don't you? You know how to get on that telephone, Carol, conversation. Talk to your father. He knows your heart. And, and you know, we, we could study God's word and, and we could study all these pretty prayers and go through them. But if it was not coming from the heart, what good would it do? Oh, preacher, when we pray, we need to pray believing. Faith is a grain of mustard seed. Shared this story in my church a while back. This evangelist was in town. He was preaching. He preached. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard, say, you can move mountains. Well, she was sitting there listening to that. Well, this lady, she lived back up in the woods. She lived in a log cabin. And she couldn't look out the window because it was a big tree obstructing her view. So she went to bed that night, and she prayed. She said, Lord, he said, have faith, grain of mustard seed, you can move mountains. Well, she got up the next morning, the first thing she done is stole them curtains back. That tree was still alive. You know what she said? That's just what I thought. Hmm? Think about that. Pray. He says to pray. Seek his will in our life. Lift our prayers up. Not only our prayers, but other people's prayers. 
And I tell our church all the time, we got a church book. We got people's name listed that needs prayer. And you know what? I was talking to somebody the other night. I said, you know what the problem is? We pray blanket prayers. Lord, just bless whoever needs prayer. Uh-uh. God wants us to call that individual's name out. Call him. Lift him up. Well, I don't know who they are. You don't have to know who they are. God does. Lift them up to the Lord. That's what these uh, apostles were doing. That's what these people was doing here. They, they weren't formalistic prayers. Sometimes we hear, you know, when you're little, you teach your child, now they lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul. That's good. But can I tell you, there's been people who have been Christian 20 years, and that's the only way they know how to pray. We need to grow. We need to get in the Word. We need to get into the meat. We need to get fire. We need to be faith building. Praise God. Faith. We don't have it. People say, well, preacher, we don't see miracles like we used to. Every time a baby's brought in this world, it's a miracle. I got a good friend lives in Ardmore. About five years, she had a rare liver disease. There's only been three of them known in the world. I think maybe one out of that three survived. But anyway, make a long story short, she got on the list for a liver transplant. She waited, she waited, and she waited. I prayed, God, if it's your will, let her give her liver transplant. She got one. <laughs> She's doing well. But see, God don't always answer your prayers the way you want them. I had a good friend that was, was dying with cancer. And I prayed, Lord, here, I, I knew, man. I said, Lord, I know she's going to be healed. But she wasn't. But she was healed. She's a Christian. <laughs> she's with the Lord. She ain't worried about that cancer tonight. Praise God, she's better off than we are. Hallelujah. We need to get on fire, folks. You remember when you got saved? Man, I remember when I got saved, I said, give me a water pistol and I'll take hell. What happened to that? Huh? Every day with Jesus is supposed to be sweeter than the day before. Now, let me tell you something. Call me get burned out. I'm still a young man, okay? Be 75 years old in December if the Lord lets me live that long. He's been letting me do this 40 years. You know what I said? He, not me. Sometimes I think we take credit when we don't deserve it. See, a lot of churches today, they've, they've got realistic things, rituals. Huh? Well, now, preacher, here's the bulletin. We're going to meet. Nine o'clock, listen, going to pray. Then we're going to sing two songs, and you're going to start preaching at 15 or 12, and you're going to be done at 12 o'clock. What good is that? Huh? You, when I come to church, I want to be, we're talking about revival. We want to have revival every time we go to church. We're to get spiritually revived, man. Every, every week we go to the house of the Lord. Mm. 
Some people's got mistakes about worship. Some people think, ooh, I can't open my mouth. I got to be quiet. I don't want to tell you. I'm going to stand at your time. A lot of people, a lot of people has got the idea. They're looking for a perfect church in which to worship. I don't want to bust their bubble, but there's no perfect church. If they was and they let me join, it wouldn't be perfect no longer. We talk about worship. We talking about coming and uh, they they feed they feed, make mistakes. They think it got to be filled with ceremonies. I let me tell you something. When I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I walked down that aisle. He didn't tell me, "Well, I'm gonna put you on trial. I'm gonna give you three months, and if you shape up, then I'll accept you." No, honey, he accepted me right then and right there. Janelle's got a niece. She's over the house one day. I don't hold it against her. She's a different denomination. But I'm serious. She was talking one day, and she's talking about what their preacher said on Sunday. And she said, if you don't be baptized, that's it. There's no chance. I said, what did you say? She told me that. I said, let me ask you something. What about the thief on the cross? Oh, oh, that was different. So let me ask you something else. If I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior Sunday, I'm going to be baptized next Sunday. I get killed in a car wreck before then. What about that? I don't want to talk about it. Mm. Let me tell you, how do we worship? First of all, worship starts out by praising. Praise the Lord. Preacher, I ain't got nothing to praise God about. You living, ain't you? You didn't read your obituary in the paper, did you? You got something to praise God about. Listen, we praise God for every step that we take and every, I mean, excuse me, every step that we make and for every breath that we take, praise God. You get up in the morning, honey, you got something to praise God about. Thank you, Lord, for the good night's rest. Thank you, Lord, for letting me wake up to this beautiful day. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You've already blessed me. We take these things for granted. Oh, it's more than just praising. We don't want to stop there. There's singing. There's message in songs if we'll listen to it. Huh? There, there is message. And, and you know, I've noticed something. Why I say singing is important. Have you ever noticed when you have a gospel singing that people will come? They might not come to church, but they'll come to that gospel singing. Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit can move in that singing just as sure as He can in the church and they can accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior right then and right there. Mm. Not only that, 
time of sharing. How long has it been? Then she said, I want to give a testimony. Sharing. Most te- the most beautiful testimony that I've ever heard. This lady got up one night. No, with the microphone. I'll try to hold it up here. That she got up one night, tears streaming down her face. She got up. She raised her hand and said, "I love you." Say it back now. From your heart. That's what counts. From your heart. He, he don't want no make-believe stuff. People told me, well, preacher, I don't want to go to church down there because it's a bunch of hypocrites. Y'all heard that? Come on, you have. Let me tell you something. When they say that, let me give you the answer to tell them. I'd rather go to church with them than go to hell with them. Praise God. Mm. We need to worship. We need to speak to ourselves when we're singing. Let these songs speak to ourselves. Y'all ever seen Christians that they seem like they're never happy? Look like death won't go. Been in church and they be this big. You could take a stick of dynamite and blow a pew away, they'd still be sitting there. I shall not be moved, hallelujah. I shall not be moved. You won't be happy tonight. You won't have joy tonight. Jesus first. Others second. Yourself last. Huh. We got our priorities mixed up. Tell you something tonight. You miss me here tonight. You didn't miss anybody. But you miss coming to church. You miss the blessing. And if you miss Jesus Christ tonight, you miss everything. Mm. But we, we need to do that. And fellowship. Oh, fellowship. They love one another. Oh, preacher, I can't love old so-and-so. You don't know what they've done to me. Let me tell you something. Don't God tell us to love one another? Think about it if God didn't love us. You ever heard that? Oh, preacher, I love them. I forgive them for what they've done, but I ain't going to forget. What if God didn't forget what we do? Another thing, they cared for the people and they cared for their needs. Cared for their needs. What's that telling me? It's telling me that I got a brother or sister in in the church in Christ that's hurting. I hurt. We care. We care. You know what? If we cared about people, as much as we do when we look in that mirror, oh, we think a lot of people. You think you're somebody. Yes, I am. So are you. 
Because God didn't make no junk. I'm somebody. Let me tell you. I am somebody. You are somebody. And I praise God for what I am. By his grace, if it was not for the grace of God, I could be out here digging through a dumpster tonight looking for food. He says that he will supply all of your needs. Hmm. They cared more. We live in a materialistic world, don't we? They cared more about people than they did things. We care about things. But do we really care about people? We got to show them that we care, don't we? Amen. I mean, I could come in, we go home that, and I say, "Honey, I love you." I start beating the tar out of her. <laughs> I wouldn't, and she wouldn't stand for it. But I'm just telling you. <laughs> would she say? Would I be showing her I cared for her? You got to show people. It's more to show people. You know, maybe you just a stranger's on the street wanting food. You drive by and you give them money for a hamburger. Wouldn't that what Jesus, wouldn't he take care of that person? We worry too much about materialistic things. And how I got news for them materialistic things is going to rust. They're going to decay. Amen. And they ain't going to be in heaven no way. So what are you going to do with it? Amen. They, they responded to other people's lives. We need to respond to other people. I won't go, we'd be here a long time, but I've got calls at midnight. My son, I don't know where he's at. He's not home. Come in. He's been out drinking. I got a call one night from this man. He just looked me up in the phone book, and he said he just lived right up the road not far from me. He said, will you come up and talk to me? He says, I'm an alcoholic. I went there, the man, he drank two beers while I was there. I talked to him. I said, you know what? you got to make up your mind. Do you want that beer or do you want Jesus? Preacher, you too hard. No. We don't judge if we tell somebody the truth. We tell them what the Word of God says. We're, we're not. They... Here's a big problem. I'm getting to the end. Here's a big problem in our churches today. There is too much division. I heard, well, I wanted red carpet. We got this old green. I ain't coming back there no more. I was at church one time. My wife can tell you after I'm, I'm serious as I can be. They got into an argument over whether to buy four rolls of toilet paper or buy a case. That's the truth. Silly thing. We need to put away our divisions. We need to put away and say, well, I don't like old so-and-so. Let me tell you something. If you come to church and you're sitting over here and somebody else is sitting over here, you won't talk to them, they won't talk to you, something is wrong. The Holy Spirit cannot move in a church like this. Well, preacher didn't shake my hand. <laughs> Jen and I got out of church, and we started back. I said, you know what? Them people down there ain't friendly. But you know why? 
As soon as that last amen was said, guess who was first out the door? They didn't have a chance. But I'm talking about love one another. Or get a division. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. You're too young. But you take a team of mules. You hook them old mules together, put them behind the plow. As long as they're pulling together, that row is perfectly straight. But when one starts pulling this way and one starts pulling that way, honey, it rolls all over the place. We got to pull together. We are one body. We're many members, but we're one body. Amen. I heard this story one time. Man said, Mama, I'm not going to church there no more. She says, Why, son? Half of people didn't speak to me. Half of them don't even say nothing to me. They don't like me, and I don't like them. You know what his mama said? Son, you got to go. You're the preacher. <laughs> well, let me wrap this up. The testimony of that church had favor with all the people, not just a few. You know, I was talking about that a while ago. Somebody said they dreamed one night they died, and they were standing at the pearly gates. And the gates, they could hear people in there, and he yelled out and says, Is any Methodist in there? The answer came back, No. He says, Is any uh, Baptist in there? The answer came back, No. Is any Presbyterians in there? The answer came back, no. So that puzzled him. He finally went back to sleep, and he started dreaming again. And he went to the gate again, and he cried out, Is there any Presbyterians, Baptists, not? The answer come back every time, no, no, no. Well, if none of them is in there, who is in heaven? Those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Church membership ain't going to get you into heaven. Denominations ain't going to get you into heaven. They care. They, all the people. The people, you know, what do we see on the news? All bad stuff. But I guarantee you tonight, if our church started growing, our churches, people would start noticing that. I tell you tonight that the church has lost, it's, it's what it is in the world. It's lost its power with people. Church should be a lighthouse in the community. That's right. Shine for it. Spread the gospel. So we see tonight, I've talked about evangelism, I've talked about worship, and I've talked about fellowship. In closing, church, churches, let me ask you this. How do we measure up? How do we measure up? How do we become more like this New Testament church? How do we become more of what God intends for us to be? Father, I humbly bow in your presence this evening. I just want to praise you, God, and I want to thank you. Lord, for giving me the breath and for giving me the voice to proclaim your word. Heavenly Father, I pray that everything that I said and everything I've done was pleasing in thy sight. Father, I thank you for each and every one that's come this way tonight. I ask your blessings upon each home that's represented. 
And Father, I pray right now as we have this hymn of invitation, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will not be quenched. Lord, I, I pray that nothing will be said or nothing will be done. And Lord, I pray for those maybe tonight that the Holy Spirit is tugging on those heartstrings. Or hey, Father, that you'll give them the courage to take that one step. And Lord, you'll be with them the rest of the way. Lord, we just ask right now that your will be done. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. We thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Forgive us where we failed you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.